Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health therapist. If life has recently beaten you up and you're feeling stressed and defeated, this is the podcast for you. You know, sometimes negative things just start to pile up in our lives for whatever reason. That is when I want you to tune into the Rise Station for your weekly dose of inspiration. If you are looking for practical tips on how to manage stress, relationships, and to develop a winning mindset, I want to invite you to join our Rise Tribe. A new episode of our podcast is released every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I know you're probably thinking, wow, that's really early, but we want you to start your day off on the right track with encouragement and inspiration. We hope that you enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, self-care is essential. It's a primary need um, that we we can meet for ourselves. You know, many times we find ourselves overwhelmed, dissatisfied in relationships and riddled with anxiety and depression due to a lack of self-care. You know, in life, everything is about balancing act. You know, we have to balance our individual needs with the needs of our family and our greater community. And for women in particular, you know, so I'm speaking to the women on this one. So women, this gets complicated for us because we have so many pulls on our time. It is easy to get in balance. It is easy for things to go out of whack, right? Because we have the kids, we have the spouse, we have church duties, family obligations, and work, so much more, so many more things that just pull at our time. And so we need to figure out a way to balance that. And having a good self-care routine is essential. Prioritizing ourselves is essential to this. Because women, we're relational beings by nature. We're very empathic. We care a lot about familial relationships, friendships. You know, we even attach our self-worth to the quality of our relationships. We worry about how we are perceived by other people. We want to please other people. And sometimes we go so far to please other people, it's at our own expense. And that is when things get out of balance. You know, there are so many societal expectations, so many pulls on our time, so many things that tell us this is the way we are supposed to behave as women. And it gets very consuming. It it gets very difficult, right? And, you know, some examples of this, I was thinking about this as I was preparing to share uh, some of these self-care myths is we have a really bad taste when we are used to giving so much of ourselves, when we're getting messages from society, when we want to change that narrative and try to do something for ourselves. We really feel bad about it. We almost feel some sort of guilt and shame associated with self-care. 
And so that's why today's topic is going to debunk some of the myths or ideas that we have about self-care that really prevent us from creating a effective self-care strategy. All right. So there are a few myths, you know, because society has really told us what it is or how we are supposed to really give and give, give, give so that when we do start to look at trying to prioritize our needs, which is completely healthy, we are faced with a sense or a feeling of guilt, a feeling that we're doing something wrong, some shame behind that. So I want to illuminate that. I want to call that feeling out to the carpet and really dig into it and be open and honest about what those are so that we can move forward and really creating healthier versions of ourselves. All right, so the very first self-care myth that I encounter as a therapist and also just as a woman is that self-care is selfish, you know, and this has a lot to do with, you know, some of the things that have been passed down, you know, what is a good quality in a woman and what is not. And so, you know, being empathic is great. Being giving is great. But we really have been conditioned to think that taking care of our own individual needs is somehow selfish and it should not occur. When it couldn't be further from the truth, you know, actually think about it. If your car needs maintenance, you maintain that car. So self-care is not selfish. It helps you continue to do all the things that you do for your family, for your job, for your children, for your spouse. It really helps you continue to do so with the best parts of yourself, with a full bucket. You know, because if your bucket is all empty, you can't give to anyone. You're going to be depleted. You're going to be angry. You're going to be agitated. So self-care helps you be the best version of yourself. It is actually self-preservation. You know, your car doesn't run without gas. You cannot run if you're burnt out, if you're mentally depleted and exhausted. So really taking care of yourself allows you to take care of other things, okay? So number two, the second myth that I encounter is, you know, I just don't have time for self-care. And self-care is exactly that, right? The only person you spend the most time with is you. You know, you wake up to you, you go to sleep to you, you're in your own consciousness every single day, your thoughts are your own. So not having time for yourself is just a matter of priority. It is really what you're choosing to prioritize. So rather than saying, I don't have time, it's just I don't prioritize myself. And that is another way of thinking about that is I don't think that I should be the priority in my life. And again, I'm going back to number one is in order for you to be in a healthy relationship, in order for you to continue to give and continue to do all the things, the wonderful things you're doing, you have to make sure that your bucket is filled so that you can give from a full bucket and a place of peace. If not, 
If you give from a depleted space or depleted bucket, then what's going to happen is you're going to start to resent the very people that you're helping, the very people that you are prioritizing because you're not allowing yourself that time and space to really sit with yourself and meet your own needs. Okay, so number three, the third myth that I encounter is, you know, self-care is just the bubble bath and pedicures. That is not true. Self-care is exactly what the name indicates. It is caring for yourself. And so that means setting boundaries. That means actually getting enough hours of sleep when your body needs to rest. That means not overscheduling yourself, not overcommitting. That means recharging your battery, restoring. So It doesn't just mean bubble baths and spa days, but it actually means taking care of you, exercising, eating healthy, really making sure that you continue to function optimally. All right. The fourth self-care myth that I encounter is, you know, doing for others really makes me feel good. Doing for others is my self-care. No, sir, no, ma'am. Doing for self is self-care. So, you know, let's just take that statement and make it make sense, right? Because saying doing for others is my self-care is a lot like saying, you know, my car needs an oil change. So I'm going to change my neighbor's oil instead of changing my car's oil. See, it benefits. It does not benefit you. Doing for others, actually, it's taking away from your bucket, whether you want to think of it in that terms or not, but it is because you're actually doing something for someone else so that you can get pleasure. And that is a codependent mindset. But when you change your own oil, when you do the maintenance on your car, it helps your engine run better. It helps you get more fuel efficiency. So you're actually caring for yourself is actually making sure that yourself functions optimally. So, you know, if you need sleep and you've been working 10 hour shifts and not going to bed on time, you know, your neighbor getting sleep is not going to really help you in any way be more efficient. Your neighbor eating healthy is not going to help you. So really thinking of self-care is something that you do for you so that you can function optimally. All right. So changing the focus of what self-care means. Number five, this is our last myth. Number five is self-care is anything that is soothing. Now, there are a lot of things that give us pleasure that might be soothing that is not self-care. Self-care is meant to help your body function optimally. So self-care nurtures your body. Thinking of your body as a temple, you know, it improves rather than destroy. So self-care isn't drinking alcohol, doing drugs. Self-care isn't anything that will destroy your body and make you feel worse. So I just want to really impress upon that self-care is to build up and make your body function optimally. All right. So now that we've dealt with some of the things that kind of prevent us from engaging in self-care, I really want to dig into 
what is an effective self-care strategy looks like? You know, again, the purpose of self-care is to restore balance in your life, right? So think of three main zones that we can really create or implement a self-care routine to restore balance in our lives. And so I want you to restore balance and mind, body, and spirit. All right, so we're going to give you some suggestions, some tips, but anything that fits these three categories are going to really give you the most effective self-care strategy. All right, so let's look at body. Now, when we're looking at self-care for our physical, our body um, component, we are always going to want to make sure that we have good boundaries in place. And so whether that is boundaries around how we sleep, what we eat, boundaries around um, how we take care of our body, um, what we put into it, but in every aspect, in every domain, the body, mind, and spirit, we're going to be looking at boundaries, right? Because we definitely have to make sure that we are disciplined and consistent. So some great things that you can do to uh, promote self-care in the physical realm is getting enough sleep. You know, sleep is so important. If we lack sleep, it makes us agitated. Our mental health conditions get worse and we're just crabby and not happy. Nutrition, making sure we're eating healthy, making sure that we are nurturing our body. Massages are great. They feel great. Pedicures, soaking baths, anything that is going to promote your physical health. Okay. Number two is the mind. Now, when we think of boundaries around that is one, we need to make sure that what we put into our minds is healthy stuff. So what we're reading, the discussions that we're having is good stuff. So you get good stuff out when you put good stuff in. So really taking a look at the types of shows that you watch, the types of music that you listen to, the boundaries around that, but also mind being having effective uh, self-care strategies in this area means learning a new skill, uh, looking at podcasts, reading self-help books, going to a workshop. It also looks like managing your emotions, managing your thoughts having boundaries around negative or stinking thinking, but inviting in positive self thoughts and positive and compassionate ways of looking at yourself. So that would be in the mind area. And last zone would be spirit, right? Mind, body, and spirit. So looking at really setting up boundaries about what you allow into your spirit, what kinds of things are aligned with your moral compass, with your spirituality, with your ideology, looking at ways to practice that using devotionals, prayers, retreats, meditation. There's so many ways to get there. Okay. So again, when we are looking at self-care, it is not selfish. Self-care is not selfish, but it is self-preservation, right? There are certain needs that only we can meet. And when we, you know, look 
for others to meet those needs. We get into relationships and we're looking for others. We do ourselves a disservice because we are taking the responsibility of caring and maintaining ourselves and putting that onto someone else. And we often get dissatisfied and we often can become out of balance. So I want you to take hold of your self-care routine and make it a habit, really prioritizing it, prioritize it, do it in the morning, do it before you have any engagement with the outside world. That way you are putting your best face forward and letting your light shine through. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. I definitely want to see you guys rising up and really creating a self-care strategy that will help improve relationships, help improve your potential, your own version of yourself. So until next time, enjoy. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience by providing us with a five-star review you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.